You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And if you want to get your money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And remember, everybody's got a price the Million Dollar Man. This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, knockouts and three counts is the podcast, baby. Make sure that's the one you check out, because, buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby. This is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just let me know. You need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy, and you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, everybody? This is Kyle, and you are back watching Knockouts and Three Counts, and man, we got the action-packed show for you today. Uh, We've got a very special guest with us. We've got recording artist, one half of the Swerve City podcast. We've got Mr. TZ Scott. How the hell are you doing, brother man? Hey, man, I'm, I'm alive and well, man. I'm doing very, very good. I'm um, trying to stay as safe as I possibly can out here in this cold world. But, you know, uh, all things considered, man, I'm doing I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Hey, man, I'm breathing. Okay. I can't complain too much. Absolutely. Bro. And just, you know, if, there's no use of complaining. There's no use of complaining, man, because everybody got one, right? You just gotta keep they ain't going to listen anyway. Nope, not at all. Well, throw out your social media real quick. Let them know where they can find you real quick. Yes, uh, you can find me at TZ Scott on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you guys want to hit me up, uh, you know, any, anything in that nature. Always repost. Shout out love everyone that show love. And I show, always try to show love back. Uh, YouTube.com, backslash Swear City Podcast for anything related to the podcast. And um, put in Montezzi or Swear City to check out all the music that we have on all digital uh, sports for music, where you get all your music, uh, all your music uh, purchases. Well, like I said, man, I'm really excited for this show. And DC isn't the only guest we got. Chris James has brought himself back, come back to come uh, mess with us real quick. And we've got the return of our buddy, Ken Brass, the host of Sound Off Sundays here in Detroit, open mic for, uh, you know, indie artists out here in Detroit. So I thought it'd be a good uh, good look to bring him in on an episode like this. So you already brought it up, Swerve City Podcast. First of all, congratulations. You guys just had your debut on WWE Network, uh, your first episode with Drew McIntyre. First of all, tell me a little bit about what that means for you guys to be on such a big platform like that. And uh, especially during a time like the pandemic, when everybody's going to be watching online content right now. Um, great question, man. Uh, first, you know, thank you to um, the WWE for um, for bringing us in. You know, it means uh, it means a lot to us to have this opportunity to be able to be brought in, and for them to believe in us, and for us to, you know, start from where we started. You know, we started from two bean bags, me and him. An idea we did this three years ago. We didn't have anything we had now, man. We just kept working. We kept working. We built the blocks. We built the team. And to see where this has come over a three, four-year period, man, to now be in the WWE Network, and for them to believe in us says a lot, man. And and it's, it's done a lot for me. 
has done a lot, you know, for my brother, the belief that we had in this podcast on from the very beginning. It means a lot, man. And, uh, you know, I was talking to my bro when we was having a conversation. Like, you know, it's, it's very rare. It's very rare for them just to pick up content like that. You know, it's, it has to have something of some kind of value for them to just pick up content, you know, and to let us do what we do. We have um, we have the time and the effort to bring in the guests we want to bring in and, and um, really have the fun interviews that we want to have. So it means a lot to be able to say that, you know, with a Swerve City podcast on the WWE Network, and we're also taking time to, uh, you know, to bring in guests that can talk about things that they really don't get to talk about. You know, you really they really get a chance to open up with us that they don't really get a chance to do on the interviews. And uh, we really take pride in that. So it really means a, a lot to us starting from where we started. From. Hey, I like that. So that brings a question up that pretty much everybody else that's on here with us all said that they wanted to ask. So. Before we get into, you know, what you guys got cooking with what's going on in the WWE Network, I guess the most basic question, even though I'm sure you've probably been asked it a hundred times, but my question is, what was the original plan or what was the original thought process for Swerve City Podcast? What what was the brainchild behind you guys putting it together in the first place? And from there, what does that mean to you guys to be on that platform now? So take us back a little bit and let us know how this all came to be in the first place. Absolutely, man. I believe that um it was destiny bringing me and my brother together. You know, we, uh, I, I was making music for people in the independence about 2015. He was in the independence wrestling, making a name for himself. And, uh, we knew each other then. We met, I actually, uh, actually was like a regular fan. I paid my ticket. I performed on the card that night. I did some, I did the, his opponent's theme in the main event. I performed and did the opponent's theme on that show. It was in the main event of that match and me and him just connected. Um, we, we kept in touch, but didn't really talk much about that time. And then about 2017, we started doing business again. We started really, really linking up. And, uh, you know, they say that it's kind of hard to, to do business with your friends. And we've been one of the rare people where we've kind of, we're kind of older. We both understand the concept of being, you know, in business as friends. So we do everything together. Everything's done as a team unit. We both agree to put our connections together, our friendships together, our links. He's linking me up with some of the top people in the wrestling industry. I've been able to link him up with some great connections in the music industry to help build his brand. So we put everything together. Um, Really the brainchild was I uh, booked him for an interview a couple years ago. And um, after the interview was done, he's like, I want want you to join me on a podcast. I want to team up. And, uh, you know, he owned this business. You know, reliability is something that's very, very hard to find. People that are reliable, people that are passionate, people that are willing to work. And um, come together because it's very, very hard. You know, you can have an idea with your brothers here and one chain out the machine isn't motivated. And it's it's hard to, it's you can replace it, but it's hard to because if everybody was just on the same page, everything, we're going to stay loyal to each other. And two, any discrepancies, anything we have to talk about, we're going to talk about as men, we're going to iron it out, we're going to keep working because we're brothers. And we started from the very beginning. Um, traveling all over the world, traveling to California, Seattle, um, you know, Florida, been all over, and in planes together, in hotels, Tennessee, in planes together, doing podcasts live in the independence. And he signed his contract with WWE, and we kept doing the podcast, kept doing our thing. And now, us being on the network has come full circle. People who have seen it and grown with it are really, really proud of us, and um, we're going to continue to keep moving forward and building this, man. 
I'm one of those people because I've been watching you guys for a hot minute. Full disclosure. So obviously for those who don't know and weren't paying attention to our social media at KL3C pod, which is probably right there on the screen and you should know that. Um, you've done, you know, theme songs for a lot of, you know, the biggest companies, one of which and where I first got to see uh, Swerve at was working with Evolve. Like we've had the likes of Austin Theory's been on the show with us. We've had the likes of, uh, let's see, we've had Austin Theory, Josh Briggs, who just got signed, a whole bunch of guys for Evolve. That's the first time I got to see, you know, Swerve do his thing there and in MLW. Um, it's cool because, like I said, man, uh, another, and a question that I have that goes with it, you know, in your original incarnation, you know, Big Swole was part of it. Obviously, for anybody who knows, she's part of AEW. So I guess my question with that is, I assume you maybe with the WWE thing, that may be why you don't see, you know, swole around anymore. And what went into that? Because I'm a big fan of hers too, with the whole Crohn's thing. So that shows you how long we've been watching. Absolutely. Um, first of all, shout out to big sis. Shout out to yeah. sis. Uh, love you, swole. Um, one, one, one people in the world that will take a blow for in this world is swole. I, I love that woman to death. The most charismatic male or female I've ever been around is naturally. A woman has charisma and it's just so natural. I've never, I've never experienced that in a human being like that, where they they just respond in just regular statements, and it's almost just like so much confidence in what they say, and just the way they respond. Either she's just she's just an amazing soul to be around. Um, you know, with uh, with honestly the um, the way business goes, and with her contractual obligations, she wasn't able to uh, to join us. Um. You know, once you get to a certain level, that's when business comes in. Comes in, and uh, she wasn't able to join us at a certain at a certain level. Once we wanted to upgrade, um, she's still family. She's still welcome. Um, you know, if, if business works out in that way, and she's uh, able to come back, she's more than you know. We always got a seat for, her and um, more than would love to have her back. You know, if business works out that way, you know that's the thing. Business sometimes coming can make decisions that's best for you and your family, but that doesn't mean you have to stop being family. You just have to do what's right for business at the time. And, um, they, you know, it's, it's no hard feelings. It's, it's love. I'm rooting for her. I wanted to win. I wanted to win the title and have it for, for years. So, you know, um, and if she decides one day to make a different different option and different um, different career choice, then she's more than welcome to be here, man. No, no, no problem at all. I love her. Hey, I totally respect that. Like I said, we're big fans of her work, too. Well, I've been flapping my gums for a minute here. Uh, as I mentioned, Ken Brass is joining us, one of the hosts of Sound Off Sundays here in Detroit. I thought, who better to come talk about hip-hop and those things about than a guy who's trying to help our indie scene here in Detroit? So, Ken, you had a great question for Teasy when we were talking before we got on the air. So I'm going to leave it to you. Uh, I'm going to let you throw it out, throw out your social media, and uh, ask him what you got to ask. Ken, can't hear you, bro. Oh, we can't hear him. hear him. Can you hear me? Yep, now I got you. Okay, I had it muted, my fault. All right, so Ken Brass, a.k.a. Brasshole, creator of Sound Off Sundays. You can follow me on Instagram at Brasshole81. You can follow the open mic platform at Sound Off Sundays Open Mic. My weekly open mic series going into our six-year anniversary show would be November the 8th as well. Um question i got is what goes into like creating a a theme for like a wrestler like how does that process work like i've always been inter interested in like how themes get to wrestlers and how that works out 
Well, uh, great question, man. Uh, shout out to you and your, and your show as well, man. Keep up, keep up. Thank you. Um, for my process, everybody has a different process with it. You know, obviously, the most the most notable people that has actually had probably the most themes played all over is probably me and, and Mike Griffiths from AEW, as far as like all over the world, independently. Um, it's been... It's, it's a weird process because I just had to come up with my own formula, bro. It was not like a formula where I thought about it and said, you know what, let me follow a blueprint. There's really no blueprint to follow when like, we're in the Indies and hitting up a guy and say, hey, how do you do a wrestling theme? Really, what I did was I did Roman Reigns Hall of War in 2014. And then I said, you know what, I'm just going to work the Indies. I'm going to go in the Indies. I'm going to do this from the ground up. I'm going to do this different. Everybody has a different lane and a different way they do things. I'm going to work in the trenches. I'm going to work in these locker rooms. I'm going to walk around. I'm make my services. I'm not going to charge anything at first. And I'm just going to earn my respect from the boys. I'm going to go in here. I'm going to sit with them. I'm going to travel with them. I'm going to rap for them. Anybody need some themes? Just let me know. I'm going to the studio next week, and I'm going to do it. The process of it was really just asking them who they are. Really, it's being It's turning into them. It's really the thing. And you have to turn into that person. You know, you can easily rap about the finishing moves and stuff like that. If, you know, you can really do that. But can you really get in there and, and, and really like, develop their character with your words? Can you speak for them? Can you pick the right kind of music that fits their character? You know, maybe a Dr. Dre type beat doesn't fit a guy who's more of a rock, a rock rapper type guy. You know what I mean? You, know, you yeah. have to also, the hardest part is just is looking at them and picking the right music that would fit them. You know, if you can sit down and say, hey, you know, uh, this guy is, you know, he goes by the name of Daryl, Daryl Johnson. He's, he wears skinny tights. He might wrestle like Chris Day. He's a black dude. Maybe his music is more swag. Maybe his music is more, you know, to the point, more swag. You have a guy, Richard Johnson, a mohawk. You know what I mean? Um, a, a mohawk type guy. He, he wears like a, a leather jacket. He could be more into the rock area. So you just kind of make that assumption depending on one, how they look, and two, how they wrestle. So that's really the formula that I came up with for saying, okay, I'm going to do it this way. And then I started making my own formula, started coming out with my own way that I would do my business, and then would give them a timetable on the record. Easier, the more detail they gave me, the easier the records to do. The more they just gave me a blanket point, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do four weeks because I have to literally make up something to develop it. More yeah. than, the more that they know, the easier and better that it is. I mean, that like is true. Said, that's like the team tells that story, like that wrestler. So, yeah, that's, that's a good process. So, I like that because, as we mentioned when you and I were talking in the DMs, You've already done theme songs for quite a few of our past guests. Uh, Shane Taylor, most notably. Shane Taylor's been a homie and been rocking with us for, hell, Shane's been rocking with us pretty much since the beginning. Uh, we were just talking, uh, playing some Warzone yesterday. Um, Shane Taylor, Sammy Guevara is another one. Brian Cage, oddly enough, you know, when you put out uh, Terminate on Sight with Brian Cage, uh, we I first saw your interview with uh, our homie and shout out to uh, Whip, the host of the Whip Show, Deshaun Whipple, and all the guys over there. Like I said, that was uh, you know I saw his interview with you, and then I saw a clip for Terminate on site, and we just got to interview Brian 
Warrior Wrestling in uh, Chicago recently. So for you, like I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't I see in one of your posts that you said that you're not you're retiring from the wrestling themes right now? Um. Yes. Pardon me. One second. You all right. Mm-hmm. Um. Right now, man. Got a little I, something, brother. Got a little something. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> oh, leave you talking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> He's thank looking you. out. Gotta get the beard, bro. Corey, you cool with me, brother? Thank you. <laughs> um, I uh, how can I say this? I'm taking a break from the fact that you know how you can kind of get into something so long. I've been doing wrestling for eight years, and it's not the fact that I'm the kind of person, and you guys, if you guys are big sports fans, you'll understand this. I'd rather be Barry Sanders than Emerson Smith in that one. You're talking to guys from Detroit, Detroit. A lot of us wish that Barry Sanders, you know, would have played a little longer. And not saying that I'm 100% yeah, so like, not saying that I won't make wrestling music again. But I'm the kind of person where if I go to a certain level and I'm at a certain plateau and I don't like to, you know, if it's something that I feel like I have achieved and I've achieved in a way that I can do what I have to do and I've done what I did, you know, you don't want to get to the point where you just kind of feel like you're there and it's not the passion's not behind it or you just kind of, there's no goals to reach. I feel like WWE or AEW at the time was was the goal. Now that I'm affiliated with the WWE and doing my favorite with my brother and I'm on that side and I pick my side of where I'm at, I, you know, I've realized I have to go to another, another, another dimension. So podcasting is really what I'm honing my skills in and really working on being a better interviewer, being a better podcaster. Doesn't mean the rest of the music is done, but obviously being affiliated with, you know, the, um, the brand that I'm with, there's certain things you can and can't do. So I get you. I'm, I'm just focusing on the podcasting. I'm focusing on building, building that brand. And, you know, and when the comeback comes back, it'll be special. Right now, I look at myself as the big evil version of The Undertaker in WrestleMania. Right now. That's how I, I love it. <laughs> okay, I like that. I look at myself as like, you know, you know, you have a lot of match with, with Jeff Hardy or you put over Maven. That's where I'm at right now. You know, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at that stage. It's like, it's like, all right, I already won my championships. I already did. You know, I, I'm happy with what I've done. Now it's like, all right, let me... Let me look out for let me look out for Jeff Hardy. Just not a match, I, you know. Let me look out for this person. Let me look out for that person. And I'm starting to do seminars and to help coach other artists. As you know, this could be an actual lane for artists. You know, this is not something that could just be something fun. You could actually make a career out of this and do this. And I'm actually um, getting everything together to make this an official like like seminar and business on how to do this, how to move, and you know, how to see yourself from a fan to being in the business to making an imprint. So that's, uh, in order to do all that stuff, I need to focus. And me recording music right now and doing all that, as far as wrestling themes and me already setting the goal I want to set, it's just, it's just going to um, take away my attention from what I need to be doing right now. So Chris has got a good question that goes into that. Before we, but before we get to that, I got to, I got to, I got a little sidebar. So I could totally relate with you in what you were talking about when you said 
your way to kind of get your way in with wrestling was kind of grinding, being in the locker rooms, offering your services, all that stuff. I totally can relate with that because we got our first crack to work with AEW last year ourselves because we interviewed Dave Silva and asked Dave, you know, like he was like, seeing your resume, I don't know why you guys haven't gotten credentials and things. And so we went out to StarCast 3 in Chicago. Never worked with any of those people before a day in my life. Matter of fact, your co-host, uh, Big Swole, sat right next to us. Table, My buddy, our buddies breaking down the ring, had a uh, had their own booth. Swole just happened to sit next to us while we were editing a video. Ended up getting to chop it up with her, whatever. Come back into the room. Who's sitting there but DDP? And he asked us, he looks and sees all the signs and looks up and looks down and looks up and looks down and goes, so uh, you guys are a podcast. So uh, you going to interview me, bro? And I was like, you didn't have to ask me twice, you know? So like, I totally get like, and that's the thing, like getting to do some of that stuff. We get a lot of people that ask, how did you get to do this or that or the other dude, you just got to put in that footwork. And I totally get what you mean with the WWE thing, because Shayna Baszler, who's now one of your tag team champions over there on raw, one of our past guests of the show and a good friend of our, our ours, Tara LaRosa, her and Shayna fought three times. And a caller for me for uh called Shayna for me from the gym. And Shayna was like, yo, I'm down to come on, but you know, WWE's got my media and stuff. So like I totally get that. So it's uh you know, it's a it's a funny game. There's a lot that you don't know goes into it until you start to kind of like and tar- until you start to see how those waters work, there's a lot more that goes into it than you realize. Yeah, once you peer behind that tarp, there's definitely a, there's a couple more things back in that shed than you realize for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, you uh, you had a great question for TZ as well. As we mentioned, you've done theme songs for a lot of a lot of the guys that we've had on the show. Uh, Chris, I'll leave it to you, brother man. What did you have for our guest? I mean, like I said, I heard you did a lot of theme songs. So I had one, I had two questions, actually. I had one well, regarding theme songs. Why do you think is it important? Why do you think wrestler theme songs are important? And then I heard you talking about putting people over after that. Can you just answer what other podcasts are you listening to as well? Well, um, first thing, man, um, with with the with the theme song, can you rephrase the first question again for me one more time? I said, um, why do you think wrestling theme songs are so important? Okay, okay, copy that. Well, I think that you know we're all relatively in the same age groups, right? People did not understand the power of what Jim Johnson meant to wrestling until he left. Facts, <laughs> you know, hear like, facts. Jim Johnston was the first person that all of us grew up on and said, you know what, this guy is an absolute genius. These songs were actually regular, these actual songs were actually producer records that were in wrestling form, but they didn't sound like wrestling records. You know, you listen to Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness, listen to Stone Cold's theme song, listen to all these classic records, and you're like, you know what, this is this is a different type guy. He, he ended up making music that you know, ended up really, really uh, changing our lives, our foundations, our foundations as wrestling fans. And I didn't really realize how important it was until I started doing it myself. And then I started seeing the reaction. If I knew that I could make a 30-year-old grown man nod his head, I did my job. 
That's who that who that's who the hardest person to please. Women, women are naturally going to buy records. Women are naturally more supportive. They're more naturally gonna, you know, buy the merch first. They're gonna do that. But if you can get a grown man to say, you know what, this dude can rap, he's dope. And I'm actually gonna support it, I'm gonna play it, I'm gonna buy it. That says a lot. And and I started going towards that crowd because, you know, contrary to prior belief, and this is this is um nobody really wants to say it, but in the contents of being able to have a certain dynamic with breaking wrestling, teams. you need every single demographic in wrestling. You need the male fans to support you. You need the female fans to support you. You need both. And you have to be able to take that and say, okay, if I'm making music for these people, man, I'm going to have to make this as great as possible so I can get all the fans to, you know, to appreciate it. Um, other podcasts I listen to, uh, there's a lot of podcasts, man, that I really, really want to shout out to, man. I'm definitely going to follow what you guys got going on after being on. I'm definitely going to follow what you guys got going on. Um, we appreciate you, man. Definitely, bro. Uh, that's 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 word right there. Uh, anything anything Mega Rand ever needed, anything that's that's big, bro. So I'm I'm, I'm doing it. Um, we just uh, had him. We were just out there with him and uh, Cali for the GCW vlog. One of the Mega Rands one. Excuse me. I'm, I'm definitely asking the question about more podcasts, but. That's one of the most nicest men. He, I came after him, and he showed me nothing but love. So, I feel like in the wrestling music industry, there's like this tutelage of, of torches, torches that you pass. He showed love to me. I'm showing love to the next man that come up. Man, I see Josiah. I show love to Josiah. Salute to Josiah for what he's doing. I think he's, I think he's taking it. And he's taking this and going to a new level with this. And uh, he's taking. And he has. Josiah put the visuals with the bars and made it so everybody could listen to it. And, and you know, it's 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 nothing but love to him. Um, me and him, me him and Megaran actually have a song coming out on my album in a couple weeks. So, so you make so, it this easy. I'm oh, going there. <laughs> yeah. you make this easy. I was already going there. So Megaran and I were just talking about this when we were out in LA. We were sitting in the hotel. He actually, matter of fact. He was editing the video that you guys put together, which if you guys haven't seen it yet, if I'm not mistaken, weren't you on the collab with him for the uh, Best Friends thing that he just did? Yes, that's me, him, and Ray. Okay, yes, so he off. was literally editing that while we were sitting in the room in LA, bro. <laughs> and uh, we were sitting in a room in LA when I got there Friday night, and he was editing that up. And it was funny because uh, we were talking, and he's like, damn, that's crazy. You're bringing TZ on because he's like, bro, uh, we're about to drop this thing. So... So perfect segue. First of all, you've already kind of touched on it a little bit uh, in, you know, Mega Ren and what he's gotten to do, you know, as far as the wrestling business, as far as his music. So tell me a little bit about this project you guys got coming up. Like you said, it's you, it's him, it's Josiah Williams, which if any of you guys have been watching NXT, you've seen him do his thing with Adam Cole and the Wrestle Flow stuff. Like I said, if you haven't checked him out, check that shit out on YouTube because it's dope. But the collab of the three of you guys together has got fire written all over it. So tell me what your thoughts are on this upcoming collab, bro. Yeah, man. Um, you know, we we all see each other as as gatekeepers, and we all respect and love what each other do. You know what I mean? Like it's it's friendly competition. Everybody feels like they're the best when you're in the studio. It has to be that way. You know what I mean? If I'm on a song with Swerve, or if I'm on a song with anyone, we all rapping. We all want to kill the song and have the top record. That's just the way it goes. But camaraderie is where it really matters because teamwork shows that we can all get along and all work together. There's no 
sense of competition to the point where it's like, oh, okay, I can't work with this guy. Um, Josiah hit me up a long time ago. And he put me on a song with him and Megacall with him help. So that was the first collab all three of us did. And we have like this, this moniker, the Three Kings moniker, where it's, uh, you know, all three of us, you know, we're all three kings. In, in in different in different ways, you know what I mean. Like like Mega's like the Undertaker, you know what I mean. He's like the Godfather in the locker room of wrestling, you know what I mean. So when you walk in, you see Mega. He was he was the guy. So he's like, you know, he's like he's kind of like got that Undertaker respect when he walks in there. Zaya's got like that 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 Rocky type kind of like you know charisma and that that I, I can see him. I can see him in movies. That's how he that's how he carries himself. You know what I mean. He has a Type of um, personality for that, and then myself, whoever people say it's you know they that's 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 their opinion. I'm not going to name myself, but um, it's kind of like you know we we end up working on this new song. Um, me and Swerve have a new album out called GPS slash Erica Sun, which is as familiar with um, Outcast. Outcast put out an album called Speaker Box Below Below, double disc type thing, uh, classics. Classic album, two sided album, and we're doing the same thing. There's the group album with me and him, and then there's my solo stuff with me. And um, Fire's on a song with me called The Greatest Ever. So it's me, Mega Ran, and Josiah Williams on that track, and they're on my album. And God, I'm telling you, man, this is a smash. I'm going to put it out next month so you guys will get it next month. Hey, I'm I'm already waiting for it. Like I said, man, like when I heard, you know, like when we went down the list of the accolades, man. You made this pretty good, inter- a pretty easy interview to do because you got so many links with our past guests. It flows. So I thought since we're talking the since we're talking about theme songs, all right. Everybody in here's got favorite theme songs. Now it could be an MMA theme song, it could be pro wrestling, it could be whatever. Corey, since you've been quiet down there, so just full disclosure, Corey's been a little bit more quiet because he's more on the MMA end. As I was telling you, we cover both ends. He's more on the MMA end, but he grew up in the Attitude Era just like I did. Man, I know, so, I know about my, I know about my John Jones and, and, and Machida, and I know, yes, I know sir. about my, uh, Daniel Cormier. I know, and we're gonna get Jones. into that because I want to hear your thoughts on Khabib. But before we get to that, I thought something that all of us can agree on: everybody's got a top five theme songs. It could be any of them. It could be Stone Cold. It could be Ric Flair. It could be Anderson Silva walking out to Ain't No Sunshine. It could be whichever one you want to pick. So, Corey, since you've been quiet, I'll let you go first, and we're going to go around the table. I want to hear who you guys got. So what are your top five themes, Corey? It could be MMA. It could be wrestling. It could be either one. Well, all right. So off the top, number one, just because it's just I'm such a big fan and it sets the mood so perfectly. Dustin the Diamond Poirier walks out. Um, uh, what what the hell? James Brown James the Brown, boss. Bro. Yeah, James Brown the boss. Man, that that sets the mood so perfect. Man, you you know what time it is as soon as he's walking out to that fight, that song. Man, um, number two, another MMA uh, MMA fighter that uh, top on my fans list. Anthony Smith. Um, Return of the Mac walks out and same thing, dude. Sets that mood, dude. Yeah. Just, um, number three. Which wrestling ones do you remember? That's bro? what I was gonna say. I'm gonna mix them in. I'm gonna mix them in. Number three is actually that old school. Can you smell 
The Rock, The Rock. Okay, Dude, I mean it's yet again a mood setter. You know who it is when he's walking. You you hear you even I, all I gotta say is two words. Can you smell? And you already know who it is. Yeah, you already know what song I'm talking about. You can hear it in your head, everything. Um, yet again on the wrestling end, just because of the, the iconic sound of it, yet again, the smash in the glass. Yeah. I mean, yet again, that's all I've got to say. my ringtone and I'm 28. No fucking shame at all. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty simple on that. And then, honestly a little bit out of uh, left field on this one because it doesn't necessarily define any single fighter. I really enjoy when some of the uh, more European, far Russian, Ukrainian fighters and stuff like that walk out to their their home music because it, it just completely does the complete opposite of what you would expect. It kind of sets the mood for what their walk, you know, like, it doesn't even, you wouldn't hear anything like that remotely close to over here. And the way that it hits the speakers and the way that they're walk out, you can see them pumped up. But to us, it's just like such a difference. It, something about it. I, I just really enjoy the the European or the, you know, the songs you can't even understand, you know. All right. So we got Corey's five. Teasy, you're up next, brother man. What what for you, if you got a if you got a top five, if somebody says, what are the theme songs you think of? Now, this again, it can be wrestling or MMA. What are your top five themes of all time? And what is it that makes them stick out? Uh first, man, I'm gonna start with MMA, the two that really stand out for me for MMA. Uh Frankie Edgar with kicking the door. Hell yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Frankie Edgar okay. with kicking the door. First of all. Anything biggie is cool with me, bro. And then, just the fact that, you know, you see a guy like this, he's not the biggest dude, but he's got this attitude, and he comes out there, and you hear the, like, oh, my God, somebody's really going to get hurt, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like, it really, really fits him. And then, you know, um, it's really cliche, but it really fits him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a Tupac guy, too. Your eye fan will come out with California Love. You can't. You can't yeah, that. yeah. You know what I mean? You can't you can't be that. You know what I mean? Tupac and Biggie. And, and it's a cheat code when you play that. You know what I mean? So yeah. those two yeah. guys are in MMA, I have to say are like the guys. When I hear their music or when they fight or you know, and and you say, you know, I know Ryan Ryan Favors on back forth. Definitely. Uh Rissa. Um Stone Cold Steve Boston's music to me is the is the most significant theme song I've ever heard in wrestling. I agree. Now, Real American is up there, but when that glass shatters, it's just yeah. remember when wrestling themes, like you guys said, remember when wrestling themes, it would like it would be something for you to know who it is. Like if you smell, it's Vader time, and you know what Vader time is. You know what it is when he's coming out. You know what I mean? You hear that gong, you know the object is coming. It's always a symbol to let you know who was coming out. And that stone cold when that glass shattered. I've never seen so many 35-year-old grown men lose their mind. That's the whole lost my mind plenty of times, and I ain't even 35. My first ever show at the Joe Louis Arena, the last show at the Joe, and The Undertaker didn't even show up, but his gong came on. Me and my friend was at the concession stands getting full. We heard that gong. We ran. We didn't care about our food. We ran. Listen, Chris, I'm 32 years old. I'm a father. I have a dad bod. And I'm like, 
literally out of my childhood days right now. I'm out of my childhood days. But I'm sitting in that crowd and I hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's glass shatter. I am losing it, bro. I'm losing it. <laughs> Dude, it, 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 Stone Cold is my all-time favorite. So full disclosure, if you can see it, you might not be able to see it because of how the camera is, but in that top corner where you can see okay. Ric Flair, right next to it is me and Stone Cold in Nove- uh, in New Orleans at Mania 34. Dude, that was one of the coolest ones for me because he's definitely one of my favorites. So before I get to mine, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fair, give everybody their deal. But Stone Cold, dude, I don't know. I feel like that's the number one that everybody, like if you were to ask, I, I bet you if you polled, if you were to poll like 100 people, I bet you 90% of them. It, it's Stone probably Cold almost has, on everybody on this panel's list. I mean, it's not on mine. Actually. It's yeah. an honorable mention in my, in mine, but it's not my top five. Honestly, one, one, one honorable mention I forgot to mention too was Kurt Angles. Hey. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, that, that, you suck. You bro. suck. <laughs> you, I mean, that's All right, another Chris. iconic one. All right, TZ. So you named three. What are your other two? Okay, uh, Brock Lesnar, um, Brock, and uh, especially when Taz used to be like, "Well, here comes the pain." That was it, bro. That was yes. it. Yeah, that was. I missed that call. <laughs> I missed that call. That one. <laughs> I missed. I missed that call. I wish they. I still. I wish they would still say that, bro. Because it was just. It was just something about that time. Uh, Brock Lesnar's up there, and. <sighs> This is this is debatable, but this is just me. The Undertaker's ministry version. That's dope. That, that rock slaps. version. Yeah, that boy slaps. So yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Undertaker's ministry version. Him out as a kid, low key, because he was, was putting that extra guitar on that one, boy. That was <laughs> like yeah, that guitar that boy. That with the ministry yeah. version of the Undertaker that went with that dude, like that shit used to creep me the fuck out. When he had like the devil looking goatee and the and, yeah. and the whole and the whole deal, dude, that was dude. That's a good pick. Yeah, when he's about to when he's about to hit Stone Cold with the, uh, the spike thing and then the, the back room. Oh my god, bro! I was like, man, I miss them days, bro. I miss them. All right, so we got a couple. We've got a few uh, mentions in the comments. Nikao Wilson says Triple H and Randy Orton got the heat for sure. Another one in the comments is Degeneration X. And he also said Shawn Michaels. I can't argue with any of those either. So if you guys got any favorite themes, if you guys are watching, let us know in the comments who you got. All right, so we've gotten Teezy's five. We've gotten Corey's five. Ken, you've been quiet for a minute. So what are your top five themes, bro? All right, well, number one on the shirt. Got to go to Macho Man. All right. Talk talk about it. Talk about All it. Circumstance. That's my top five. Arguably the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Like that oh. pump circumstance. You hear that? You. I hate he's not around, and we so we can't never like really hear that again. But he even had bro. dope songs in WCW too. It's true. And then I think um even like with Jay Lethal when he kind of used like his version of it, like yeah. he did at all at um all out. Um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, sorry, all in. First, before all out, <laughs> um, like even that, so you got to throw that in there. Stone Cold, like we talked about, every time I've heard that been in a show from a kid going to like WrestleMania 30, 32, that glass breaks, 
chills. Like you stop what you're doing, you lose your shit, you become a seven year old kid all over again. You just you go, you just lose it. Um, another one, real American. When I tell you I lost my shit at WrestleMania 30, <laughs> first, like that was my first time hearing real American since I was a kid. When I tell you I lost it, I lost it, sunk my heart out. Like I, <laughs> I got like a video somewhere on my Instagram or my Facebook, and it's still on my phone too. Like I lost, I didn't care. Grown man. You hurt my wrist. You hurt. I'm telling you, I, I didn't care. <laughs> um, another one, Shawn Michaels, arguably the goat conversation. The goat conversation. You hear that? Ah, you know what I'm saying? You know who's like, the number that, five? Um, if I had to go one more, Mark Henry, like Ooh, that pre-six mafia. Like you want to talk about a theme song that good. fits the that personality? That fits the personality. Very you hear them 808? Somebody gonna get the ASB? You that's just a song. <laughs> that's, that's the one like in my Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame run. Like that was that's mm-hmm. another one. That's another All right. one. All right, so Nikhail just threw out his la- his fifth. His fifth is last but not least. He said Goldberg's theme song is one of his all-time favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, WCW Prime Goldberg theme was fired, bro. Not gonna hold you. I can't argue that. All right, Chris, who do you got? Well, my well, first of all, I want to say the theme songs is like my second favorite thing in wrestling because it just get me so into it. But my number one, my my number one is Edge, Metalingus. Man. My number two is my GOAT, John Cena. My time is now. My number three, even though he hate this theme song as much as as I heard, Randy Orton burn my light. That's my number three. I like that song too. But I heard Randy Orton do not like it. My number four is Batista. I walk alone. What? That's another what? one. It did. Well, maybe even appreciate that song even more was um not last year WrestleMania, but two years ago WrestleMania. When Xavier Woods is like kind of seen, yes, kind of marking out to it, I was oh. like, oh. I didn't realize how hard that song went. Like I always loved it, but like, bro, Xavier Woods just made me love it even more. But yeah, that Batista walk along, and then my number five is "Here Comes the Pain." Well, the next big thing. My bad. Next but listen, thing. listen. Can I can I ask you guys a question? Can I ask you guys a question? Go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk to wrestling fans about this because. This is the one thing. I love good bad guys in wrestling. I love heels, right? But I love good, like, legendary ones. Give me... I want to hear this from you guys. I'll start with the few that I like the most, and then I want to give you guys. My favorite bad guys out of heels, I'm going to do it in time periods, too, was, trust me, 91 to 92, Jake the Snake. I love that. That... that, Bro! That... You my man for that. That, oh, <laughs> that to me is like goat heel rugby because it's so it is so it's relatable to see how he did it. It wasn't like Ric Flair where he just got the girls and it was like, listen, trust me. But there's no reason for you to trust me. I'm gonna turn on, but trust me anyway. Uh, Eddie Guerrero's. Um, 97, 98 run in WCW. Dude. 
when he used to hold the belt over his back? Yes, the long hair. Yes, mullet. Had yes. the machismo mullet yes. going on. Love that, oh, yeah. I love that. And he would just sound like side out all the fans and walk real slow. Love, love that. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Batista's 0809 run when he said he quit that time. Yeah, I love that Batista with the, with the spotlight and he was walking down the ring and the spotlight would just be on him. I, I love that. And um, Macho King, anything Macho King is cool with me. Anything Macho King, but okay. with Sherry, it's cool with me, bro. All right, so since I, I I'll uh, I'll throw mine in uh, the top five themes after that. But to answer your question, if we're talking about my top five heels, okay, uh, it's ironic that Nikao is bringing him up in the comments. I was a big fan of the Randy Orton deal when they did the Legacy Run when he was yeah. punching everybody in the head. I thought it was the most cold blooded <laughs> shit when he handcuffed Triple H to the rope and made him sit and watch as he kicked. Stephanie's head into the third fucking row. Like you, it takes a certain kind of son of a bitch to do that to somebody's wife right in front of them. So that's that's one for me. Um, if we're talking, if we're talking heels, Ric Flair, bro, Ric fucking Flair, the chicken shit heel. Nobody in wrestling does the chicken shit heel better than Ric Flair. Yeah, bro. Because yeah. Ric Flair as a babyface or as a heel could either make you want to see somebody whoop his ass or as a babyface you just wanted to see him get up even though he was bleeding like a stuck pig and you wanted to see him get up and fight. That to me is what makes great uh Ric Flair great, but obviously anybody I feel like that watches Ric Flair would tell you Ric Flair was always better as a heel. Just my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. All right, so that's two of them. If we're talking number three, uh, I thought, I thought to be honest with you, dude, Vince McMahon. How the fuck does nobody say Vince McMahon is heels, bro? Easily, easily. Because Stone Cold is my guy, bro. And I wanted to see him whoop Vince McMahon's ass so bad as a kid. Mind you, when they're in their, their heat of their run, so we're talking 97 to 2000, right? I'm five. I'm anywhere from. Uh, I'm about five years old to ten years old in this period, right? I wanted to see him whoop Vince McMahon's ass <laughs> so bad. All right, so I'll even do. I'll even do you one better. We'll go Vince McMahon and the McMahon, like you call it, the McMahon Helmsley era or whatever you want, like the McMahon family as a whole. So that's three. Um, let's see. I would say, damn, I don't want to have to steal nobody else's. Uh, but Mr. Perfect was another good one to me. Dude, he's Ooh. an honorable mention, bro. Honorable oh, mention. Mr. Perfect. I, got some I mean, Mr. Perfect pissed people off because the shitty part about it is people would watch those vignettes and be like, he's not really doing this shit. And then to find out that this guy's throwing the ball over the back of his head from half court and making it. You know, doing the shit he was doing. Now, granted, I'm sure there were multiple takes, but either way, it pissed you off. It pissed you off, and you wanted to see somebody, you know, whoop his ass. And uh, I'm going to go outside the box with this one. Uh, Even though he wasn't necessarily a heel, quote-unquote, heel Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan from NWO WCW 
I would say you're hard pressed to find anybody else that got more heat than the night that he became the fifth man of the NWO and they pelted that some bitch with pop and everything else that was in the crowd. So if we're going off of pure heels, I guess those would be my five. Yeah, for me. And let me, let, I'll throw out the top five themes. I'll go quick through mine. Number one for me, just because he's my all time favorite, Stone Cold. Ric Flair has number two because so many people have thrown some kind of instance of Ric Flair. I mean, look at the uh, fucking Ric Flair drip. We're in 2020, and this some bitch has still got songs right now. Okay, that's number two. Um, I would say depends on which one you use, but if you use uh, Triple H's regular theme song or the DX one. Always like Triple H's theme song, like that Motorhead theme song is just uh it's so hard to me. Uh I don't know. I just always like that one. And uh oh fuck. Um I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't throw out an MMA one. Uh to me, and it's uh ironic the timing that we're talking about this. Anderson Silva's gotta be in there for me, dude. Ain't no sunshine by DMX, bro. Like that like chilled shit out when he walked to the cage in such a way. And he would be so chill and nonchalant. You would look at this dude and be like, this dude's about to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. Like there was an expression on his face. You knew when you heard that boom, 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 boom. You knew you knew shit was about to pop off. This shit's hot. I don't know. Prime Silva is my favorite MMA fighter I've ever seen. Favorite. I said the best, but favorite. Prime Silva. Facts. He looked so he looked so unbeatable in his time, man. It was it was insane. I, that, that's what actually Franklin, bro. Yeah, I mean, beyond just the uh, the old uh, the original tough season one. I mean, that brought a lot of fans in. But Anderson Silva, he locked people in, man. When when Next. people seen what he was able to do and what he was at, you know what. Whether you rooted for him or against him, you know, you could bring him up in the heel argument, honestly. But I mean, whether you rooted for or against him, man, he brought eyeballs in. That's for damn sure. Facts. Hey, and before we let you get out of here, man, you know, this is another question uh, that Chris had brought up, and I'm going to kind of expand off of it. Um, So obviously, you said podcasting is going to be your, you know, your new focus right now. You know, you guys are focused on Swerve City Pod and things like that. I know for me with knockouts and three counts, man, everybody's got their white whales. Everybody's got people like, if you ask who they want to be on, they've usually got a list. Like for us, obviously, Stone Cold is one I'd love to get. On the MMA end, Chuck Liddell would be one I would love to get. Uh, Quite frankly, if we're talking current wrestlers, Big Swole is one I want to get just for the uh, connection that we got with the Crohn's thing because I got Crohn's disease. I guarantee you that would be a fun one for us as well. Like I said, I've got a few that stick out to me, but I want to know from you. So you guys have got this big platform on WWE Network and all those things. Who are some people, you know, if you're just throwing it out into the universe to see what happens, who are some people that you'd like to see come to Swerve City Podcast? Oh, man, I would like to have an extended conversation with Triple H. I'd love to talk to him. Just to see the levels of reinvention and the different stages of his career he's had to take. And just seeing the mental, I'm more interested in, any, in, in the mental aspect of what Blake does more than his accomplishments. He has a lot on his plate. And I like, I'd like to talk to him just on a mental level. I would like to 
um, have a conversation. Obviously, I didn't think Bray Wyatt fooled me. So, whatever, you know, Bray Wyatt can come in in a mask. He can come in as, you know, with the with the, with the, uh, with the sweater on. It doesn't even matter. I didn't want Bray Wyatt there. So, I'm cool with that. But if I happen to make it out alive, I'll let you guys know. Obviously. <laughs> but, you know. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Who's, I'll give you one more. I want to talk with Edge. I like that. I want to talk with Edge because he's had different parts of his career where he was a tag team guy, then he was the up-and-coming guy, then he was the guy. Now he's the veteran guy coming back. And how everything has changed over these 20, 30 years in wrestling. So those are three people I would love to talk to. Going for the, going for the big guns because I'm more, I'm more interested in the mental aspect of what they do than the accolades. You know, it's funny you say that because so like I like I mentioned, you know, uh, Chris and Ken are coming in and filling in with us this week. McCory has now become one of the hosts on the show during the pandemic and has made his role in the show. But like I said, he's more based in MMA. But I feel like getting to do these wrestling interviews, man, like I Corey, I can't speak for you. But I mean, wouldn't you say I feel like that's the biggest thing that surprised you, I feel like, with a lot of these wrestling interviews. Because you were like completely disconnected from wrestling and some of the stuff that we've gotten to hear, you know, from the stuff that you don't hear every day, you know? Well, I mean, that's like I had explained to quite a few of our guests that we have had on, on the, you know, wrestling end. It's not that it's I just because I'm not necessarily interested in the product because I've gotten older and so on doesn't mean I can't get interested in a, a story behind a person and get behind what they're trying to do with themselves. And that's how I look at wrestling as I've gotten older, especially once I've gotten, you know, deeper into the podcast and stuff. I mean, I see what these people put into it and it's not, you know, especially like people on the indie scene and stuff like that. I mean, like look at uh, Nolan Edwards, who we had on a couple, what, like a month and a half ago. I mean, he he's going all over the damn place trying to, you know, he's staying busy every damn weekend. I mean, I see the grind these people are putting into it. So that's that's the type of stuff I respect out of it. And then on top of that, seeing, seeing the way that people hold a lot of these accolades and the people that have done the stuff in the wrestling world in such high regard also kind of shows me, you know, there's a reason why these people have earned this respect from people, you know, whether or not I'm not necessarily the person feeling that I can definitely see why people feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, I feel like, you know, podcasting gives you, you know, a rare opportunity to just do like we're doing here, man, and shooting the shit. And like I said, I appreciate your time, brother, man. I appreciate you coming in to come check us out, man. And hey, like I said, I'm going to be checking you out. I already shot you a friend request over there on Facebook and all that stuff, man. We're going to stay tuned to everything you're doing. And like I said, man, stay in touch. We'll definitely have to uh, bring you back. Hopefully, you know, once COVID's over and all that good shit, you know, we can link (laughs) up in person and, uh, you know, do this again sometime. Well, say less, man. I mean, that's that's a definite fact. Just hit me up, then uh, we'll make sure that happens. Um, hey, man, like I said, we liked it. Uh, also, man, you guys, one 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 quick thing, man. I want you know, you guys keep pushing, keep keep podcasting, keep letting your voices be heard, man. It's much needed. And uh, salute to you guys. Let nobody deter you guys from what you guys are doing. Stay on your journey, MMA, wrestling. Keep letting your voices be heard. 
And uh, I appreciate the support. If any of you guys are following me back or hit me up on social media, I will follow you guys back and things of that nature. And um, you guys stay stay on the journey. Stay pushing, man. I definitely look forward to getting back. Well, man, I know me and Corey are already following you. The show is following you. Like I said, any of you guys that are watching this, make sure you are following this man at TZ Scott. Make sure you check out all of his music, whatever platform it is you're looking at. Make sure you check out Swerve City Podcast on YouTube, WWE Network. Check out the debut episode with Drew McIntyre. And, hey, shout out to Chris and uh, Ken for jumping in with us. If you're in the Detroit area, November 8th, Sound Off Sundays, make sure you're in that motherfucker. I'm gonna but hey, if you're in the way, like I said, check out the homie Ken Brass Sound Off Sundays. And uh yeah, man, I feel like we I feel like we covered it. But like I said, man, we appreciate your time and all of you guys that are watching, we appreciate you. Let us know in the comments, hit us up at KO3C Pod and let us know what you thought. And until next time, and in the in-between time, peace.